Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Hiding Under the Desk with me, Helen Redfern. It is Friday the 17th of February, the day I'm recording this. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I know I did the one with Claire about our Substack journey at the beginning of this month And that's something we're going to do every month at the end of every month to talk about how we've got on with our Substack projects. But it's been a while since I've done a solo podcast episode and even longer since I did an interview episode. The reasons for this are basically caught up in what this podcast episode is all about, which is my review of 2022. This is my lessons learned from 2022, and I'm breaking it down into the good, the bad, and the ugly. So first of all, I thought I would look at my year as a kind of overview and look at what projects I managed to complete every month. And to do this, I used my my journals, my task journals, and I can't remember what I call it, my other journal where I, I record everything that I have achieved during that particular month. And I basically do this with the use of my tiny post-its that I take off my post-it task board and I, instead of throwing them away, I place on a monthly double page spread in my journal. And um, it means that as I look back on that month, I can see how much I've achieved. This then gives me confidence, which then builds momentum. And I go into the next month feeling quite positive about um how I've been getting on with my work. And this has served me really, really well for for probably a couple of years in in different formats. I mean, I'm all, always sort of tinkering with the formats and trying different things, but that is essentially what I've been doing in order to make a note of the progress that I've been making and like I say it's it's served me well and it's been particularly good as I look back over the past year. In 2021 I started the Confident Creative Club which was my group membership for writers and other creatives who had no confidence when it came to putting their work out there into the world. So 2021 rolled over into 2022 and I think the club was going from strength to strength. I started January with the launch of a course specifically for club members it was only available for club members and it was called tiny steps big impact and it was all about getting to the heart of your creative confidence issues and then taking steps in order to like i said earlier build momentum break your projects down and build confidence as well. And I had some great feedback from members of the club. I've put here as a note to myself, this is something I could do as a self-paced course 
and add it to my offerings at a later date. So January was pretty much taken up with the Tiny Steps course and it involved one masterclass once a week in the evening UK time and um, yeah it, it was it was really good I enjoyed doing that. From the end of 2021 going into 22 I had started doing more live writing sessions within the club and it got to a point where I was doing two a day so one one in the morning first thing UK time one at lunchtime UK time which was first thing um, Eastern Standard Time and sometimes I'd even do three sessions a day or two live writing sessions and a masterclass or a coffee chat later in the day. This both helped my members of the club and it it meant we would go on to Zoom and we for an hour we would write or work on our journaling or on a creative project and it was a very focused hour and then afterwards we would talk about what we had done and it meant that we didn't feel alone it meant that we made progress on our creative projects and um for me as well it helped me when i was chatting to members of the club it helped me identify what their sticking points were so this has therefore given me lots and lots of useful information for my non-fiction book which is all about um low confidence in writers and other creatives so the club has been brilliant from so many points of view from so many aspects i think from january to I don't know, around August time. This was a really, really productive time for so many of us within the Confident Creative Club. In February, I went back to my non-fiction book proposal and this is something that I'd started either in 21 or 2020, I think it was. Um, And in February, I also did regular YouTube uploads on a weekly basis and I pretty much did YouTube weekly for January, February and March. And in March I finished the first draft of my non-fiction book proposal and I started on Medium and if you were following me at that time you would know how incredibly scared I was about starting on Medium and I look back now and I think why was I so scared but it was a real knees knocking stomach churning situation I was in when I sent my first Medium post live yeah really really scary Um, but now I'm thinking like I say why and it's incredible how quickly you can get used to doing something Um, something that previously scared you so much and then you quickly get into the routine and rhythm of it and so you you do the next scary thing and then the next scary thing and I think cumulatively that can be quite exhausting um, because you're constantly pushing yourself to do the next scary thing even though I mean don't get me wrong it's a really really good thing to do but in hindsight And yeah, this could be one of the lessons I learned that perhaps I shouldn't push myself 
so quickly from achieving one project to then saying, right, I've mastered that. I'm now going to go on to the next thing. Because in March, I started on Medium. In April, I wrote 30 articles in 30 days on Medium. I also started the edit of my book proposal. And then in May, I started setting up my Substack which then, I believe, launched in June. So there was a lot of scary things happening then, very quickly, sort of feeding from, without much of a break in between. And by a break, I I mean just doing the one project and not worrying about going on to the next one. Just settling in and creating that, really, really settling in to one particular project you know maybe looking back I could have just settled into medium for a bit longer instead of racing and thinking right I've, I've done that um, I know it was really really scary so I'll now do the next scary thing and start my Substack. it's just I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to do all the scary things pretty much all at once so yes in June I launched my Substack and I went I I created a paid subscription straight away again incredibly incredibly scary thing to do and then July and August I had a break I went away with my family but when I came back I didn't go full pelt into work I took it steady all this time I should say I was also creating content for social media I was creating videos for YouTube I was doing all the admin behind the scenes stuff for both the club, for my socials, um, my accounts, all that sort of thing that you don't see but takes up a lot of time. And it's one of those things that you think, oh, that won't take me long to do, but it always takes you longer than you think it will. I think I launched my podcast in September. It was either September or October. And this is a thing. Towards the end of last year, as we were going into the final quarter, I started to get tired. And I think this is when everything was starting to catch up with me. I ran out of oomph. Um, and I could really see that because I was, I felt I was on, I was soaring, I was flying. Um, I had so much enthusiasm within the club, uh, with all my projects and, um, and then it kind of, it, it, it did it so gradually, but it started to decrease. So in October, I was doing my YouTube, I was doing my Substack, I was doing masterclasses for the Confident Creative Club. I was doing podcast interviews, I was doing solo um, podcasts and like I said I was also desperately trying to do things on socials because I was thinking of the marketing side of things, I was thinking about getting my accounts in order, all these different things um, and I was also trying to read books as well and to absorb things so I would have things to talk about on my podcast or in my YouTube videos. And then in November, I finally finished what I thought at the time was my final edit of my non-fiction book proposal. But I now know I need to do a little bit more on it after it's rested for a while. I started to look into agents, literary agents for my proposal. 
I sorted out the masterclasses within the Confident Creator Club, Creative Club, like I say, lots of admin and also not just lots of admin, but also lots of learning the different technology in order to do all of these things. And again, I think we kind of disregard the, the whole learning thing. Like when I was creating my Substack, I had to learn the back end of Substack and how to set up a podcast and how to write on Medium, which meant, you know, you get sucked into reading all the Medium articles about how to do well on Medium and so on and so forth. And then in December, I tempted Vlogmas because I thought, yay, I will, you know, finish my writing. I'll have a break in December from my writing and I will record one video every day up until Christmas Day. And you know what? I think I managed to get to day eight and then I crashed and burned hard, like really, really hard. I have talked about this on my Substack. Let me just check. So it was on the post that I did on February the 12th called My Unexpected Burnout. And I talked about how I went to my to see my beautician and she was doing my nails. And I felt nauseous and then I had to run to the toilet very quickly to throw up. Which is, you know, apologies if you're having your breakfast or your lunch or dinner at this that moment... But that is how I'd gotten. I had, I think I was so tense. So not just tense, but overwhelmed. And my head was beginning to empty. And I think I wrote on, in my article about my unexpected burnout, that there was nothing inside my head. There wasn't even tumbleweed blowing from one ear to the other that it was just empty it was dark and it was empty I always thought that if I took the week off before Christmas and had that week between Christmas and New Year that gorgeous week I love that week between Christmas and New Year where you can just sit on the settee by the fire watch tv watch murder mysteries all the cozies read the books eat chocolate and um not have proper meals but you're just eating leftovers walk the dogs maybe and just you know it's just a a, a lovely lovely week but this year or, or last year sorry in 2022 it ticked over to new year's day and i felt like it wasn't enough i still felt really really exhausted and not just you know the normal exhaustion that comes with Christmas and getting everything ready normally by New Year's I am getting impatient to get back to my desk to start sketching out my goals to have that urge to create a video or to start scribbling away in my journal all of my ideas but I had none of that and yeah, it scared me a little bit because I have become to rely upon that and enjoy that. So all I could do at that time was sit on the settee, make a fire, cuddle the dogs, read a book, scroll on my phone. And 
in the end, I think I, I downloaded Candy Crush because I was so fed up of scrolling on my phone. Yet at the same time, I didn't have the energy not to be on my phone. I don't know if that makes sense, but it felt like too much pressure to put on myself to come off my phone. I, and I felt I had to do something to busy my head. And I realise now that I've started to talk about my burnout and I wasn't going to talk about it till the end because I think this is the ugly side that I struggled with or the lessons that I learned in 2022. This, this is what happened to me and I've just written in my journal here. The Ugly. I burned out. I've just bought Burnt Out by Selena Barker and opened it on page 149. So this is what I did literally earlier this today. Um, the book arrived a couple of days ago and this is the first time I've picked it up. And I flicked it open and page 149 and it's a chapter, I think it's called Emotional Energy. And this is how I believe I burned out. I think there are a number of ways in which you can burn out. And I, I'm, I've bought this book specifically to explore the subject a lot more and to find out more about it and how I can avoid it in the future. But one um, way you can burn out is emotionally. And I think that's exactly what I did um, for mentoring on a one-to-one -one basis and on a one-to-many basis through the Confident Creative Club without any self-protection for my own emotional well-being meant I burned out. And um, it was no one's fault, just perhaps my own naivety that I wouldn't, it didn't even occur to me that I would need a mentor or a coach. So yes, I opened the book on page 149 and it's called Building Healthy Boundaries. Remember, you do not have a limitless supply of energy. So you have to create healthy boundaries to protect it and stop yourself from giving it all away to the point where your emotional energy bank is overdrawn and your cup is dried up and I just thought how how true and how funny I literally flicked the book and it opened on that page when you have weak boundaries you'll often feel like your time and energy are not your own and you'd be right and this is a thing I mean it says lots more that I really identify with but it's that thing about time again and I've spoken about this um, I think I've written about it, but I will explore it again in a future Substack post. This concept of time, always thinking I'm running out of time. And this could be on a daily basis where I take my daughter to school in the morning and fetch her in the afternoon. Then I've got this block of time and I constantly feel sometimes that it's not enough and that I am constrained by those two points that the beginning and the end of the school day and that I can never fit in whatever I want to do during that those two points of time and there is also the the concept of you know looking back on 2022 and feeling like I didn't make enough use of the time I had available and also the concept of being 47 now and that time is running out. Um, 
Which it isn't. Well, it, it is if you want to be really pedantic about it, but it isn't. I mean, theoretically, we can still achieve a lot from the age of 47 to, say, wherever um, our end point is. God, it, that sounds really, really morbid. And I hate talking like that, but it is something that is with me and is at the back of my mind all the time. And yet I still can't help wasting time or spending my time on pointless tasks that don't really get me to where I want to be on my journey. As an example, I've I've put here, looking back, I can see why I have this constant thought that I'm running out of time. So I spent lots of time on admin, for socials, for the club, for payments, for mentoring or on emails and learning new technology, the back end of Substack, like I talked about before, how Pinterest works, how to create reels, um, the constant changing of Instagram and keeping up with that. So many different things. I'm sure I've forgotten to, to say something really obvious. Oh, like like Mighty Networks, which is something, the, the platform I use for the club and um Every time, for example, I did a masterclass, I had to, I slightly edited it so I could upload it to um, Vimeo, um, which is where the link I gave members of the club in order to watch it. So I had to learn about Vimeo. I had to write the, the email or the post within the club. And all of these things on their own are quite small jobs, quite small tasks to do. You know, writing an email for the club, what does that take? About five, ten minutes? Uploading the video? Obviously, it takes a few clicks of the button once you've worked out how to do it, but then the upload might take a certain amount of time, especially if it's a 90-minute masterclass. Like I say, individually, all these things don't take a lot of time, but when you add it all up together, I could do... All that admin, say, for example, for the club, and I'll find the morning's gone. And I knew I, I know I had the club to show for it, but my own creative goals, my, my long-term projects that I'm desperate to do, like finishing the proposal and sending it out to agents and hopefully getting a traditional deal and if not going the self-published route or um, uploading my series of essays that I wanted to do for so long into a, a, a book of essays that I'm going to independently publish. All these different things that I'm desperate to do and I never do them because I always feel I should do my work for the club, do the admin stuff to make sure my business is running properly and I end up burning out and I feel guilt. I feel I let people down. I also, I don't know, thinking about it, I feel like I've failed. But that that's almost like a a running feeling that, that went through my time running the club because I felt like I had to, um, I don't know, run it, make sure the admin side of things was run in a professional way. But I struggled with it because of time, because of my other creative projects. And I felt that there was a lot beating myself up. And that's something that has 
literally just occurred to me. So um, maybe that also contributed to it. And again, nobody's fault. Um, it That was something that came internally. And maybe if I did something like that again, I need to have help. I need to have somebody to assist me to do all the admin stuff that I, so I can just concentrate on the meat that the, um, that the masterclasses and, and the, the, you know, running what people have come to the club for rather than all the tinkering bits that you have that go on in the background. And that is something that I hadn't really fully appreciated when I decided to start the club. Don't get me wrong, I do not regret starting the club at all. I learned a lot. I learned that it's not something that you can do solo. I learned that there is more involved in running the club than turning up monthly or twice monthly to run a masterclass or a coffee chat. I learned the the, the act of creating live writing sessions can um, also be quite exhausting mentally and doing it for eight, maybe seven or eight times a week was quite a big ask of myself. I learned a lot of lessons running a club. I also gained some fantastic friendships, met some wonderful women, have been inspired and motivated by them. And yeah, this is probably one of the good things that I learned is what a group of women can achieve when they get together. And yeah, I everybody was so warm and welcoming and supportive. And it was a real joy to see them on a daily basis and to spend time in their company and in their creative presence. And that is something that I really enjoyed from 2022. But again, that kind of contributes to the feeling of guilt and failure in that I can't run it anymore. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked a little bit, but I'm I'm kind of processing all of this and exploring it as I'm speaking to you. I've written a few notes in my journal, but I, yeah, I'm learning a lot as I talk out loud. So what was the bad? We've done the ugly, which was the burnout. What was the bad? And here in my journal, I've written, I'll read it out. I wasted a lot of time doing bitty things. I was trying to get more clients, club members and so on. And I was constantly fretting. I wasn't doing enough marketing. I wasn't on social media enough. Um, I thought I should, and that's that word again, should be doing regular reels, talking to camera, where I talk about confidence and creativity. But some, it just didn't feel right for me. I did try it for a while. But again, the energy required to create these little reels and the thought you have to put into them, that is something that you could do, say, spend a week creating you could then have a year's worth that you create within a week and you spread them out or upload them over the course of the year or six months or something but I would never allow myself time to spend on a project like that because I always thought I should (laughs) should again be 
doing something else and I don't know what it is that I thought I should be doing and bear in mind I've got a marketing background so I know the importance of marketing but when it comes to marketing myself I dismiss it I don't see it as important enough maybe that's something I should look into again and maybe that's something I'll write about on my Substack. but yeah marketing my own work What's that all about? Why can I not do that? This is one of the, the things that I've learned that I struggle with marketing myself. And in a way, this is the beauty of Substack because on Substack, one of the great ways that you get more subscribers is through Substack itself by other writers recommending you. It's a lot easier to therefore grow than if you had a traditional email. And a lot of my new subscribers have come through the Substack system. But also, I still think you need to do something else to capture people that are outside the Substack system. So whether that's on Instagram or Pinterest or um, doing PR by appearing on people, other people's podcasts, for example. Um, and this is something that I've not really put a great deal of thought into. So, yeah, lesson learned is to think about marketing and to maybe create a marketing plan that I'm comfortable with that works for me, works for the people I am trying to attract. One thing that Claire and I have talked about in our Substack monthly Substack podcast, our first one uh, at the beginning of February, end of January, was to be a bit more proactive in getting people to sign up to our Substacks. And so far, I've not been able to do that because I'm only just coming out of my burnout and, and coming back to my desk and uh, actually starting proper work again. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's not easy being proactive especially if you are, um, you know, you, you don't like putting yourself out there. If you you don't have the confidence to put yourself out there and you're constantly questioning, you know, why do people want to hear from me? What have I got to offer them? So, yeah, that is all in the kind of bad side of what I learned in 2022. And... I had a kind of scattergun approach to marketing. I would perhaps create a few reels on Instagram and maybe throw a few up on Pinterest, but I wasn't cohesive. I didn't do something properly and really invest my time and energy into it. I would just do lots of different things. And this is a little bit about how I was talking about, you know, I was doing medium, I was doing courses, I was doing, I created my Substack. I then went to create my podcast all at the same time. I was doing YouTube videos. I wasn't just concentrating on one thing and doing it well. I was trying to do lots of things. And it was the same with my marketing. I just threw spaghetti at the wall and none of that spaghetti actually stuck. And I'm not surprised, really, because I didn't put any thought into it. So let's talk about the good. And I'm very proud of myself for tackling some of these things. So I know I talked about medium substack podcast and doing it too quickly and, and not getting um, not 
allowing myself to bed into each one before I went on to the other. But I did do them. I did the scary things. And like I say, Medium and, and my Substack, particularly the paid launch of my subscribe <laughs> can't say it of particularly the paid launch of my substack was incredibly scary believe me asking somebody to support you with their own money is not easy i mean lots of you probably already know that it was really really hard and um it brought up a lot of mindset issues that are going on and still going on in my head I'm trying to push myself despite that. And I did push myself despite all these mindset issues. So I am incredibly proud of myself for doing that. I'm also proud of myself for getting to the end of my nonfiction book proposal. I think I've put together a really good proposal. Yes, I need to um, change a few bits now. But on the whole, I'm really, really proud of it. I'm not proud that it nearly it took me the best part of a year to pull together. I mean, what's that all about? Why did it take me so long? But let's quickly skate over that because, you know, I, th this is not me going to start beating myself up. Um, I got it done and that's all that matters. I got it done. And I, over the next few weeks, hopefully, if I'm in the right headspace, I can start submitting that to literary agents so yes, very proud of myself for doing those things. Um, and I also started this podcast and a podcast is something that I dreamed of having for so long, so long. I mean, I'm now talking into my microphone and the microphone, I think it's called a Yeti. Um, I bought it many years ago and with the intention of using it for a podcast and then because I didn't, my son stole it for his gaming. And the other day he gave it me back and said, here you are, you can have this back now. And it, like I say, it's battered. I mean, it's not brilliant anymore and it doesn't sort of stand properly. So I can speak into it and I'm sort of leaning into it rather than it sort of coming up for me. I've wanted to do a podcast for some time um, and I've done it. I did it through Substack. They made it easier than what I thought it was going to be. Um, I've interviewed people. I've interviewed Beth Kempton. I've interviewed Carla and Claire from the Confident Creative Club. I've interviewed Zoe Lee, the writer Zoe Lee. Um, I'm hoping to interview other authors later this year. I, I, I've got one scheduled for March to interview her. So, yeah, really, really pleased about that. And I would like to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit more and approach other writers to talk to them and interview them. It's actually something I love to do. I love to do my YouTube. I love to do this podcast. I love to do my Substack, And I love writing, um, pulling my thoughts together for articles and books. And that's what I'm going to spend more time on. So I'm kind of proud of myself for coming to that conclusion because I know I came to that at the end of 2022. The burnout nudged me um, into making me focus on what it was that I really wanted to do. So I guess I'm proud of myself for making that hard decision. 
of closing the club as well. Even though it was something that I loved, I can't do everything. Mentally, I have not got limitless energy. Um, what a big lesson to learn in spectacular fashion. I have not got limitless energy, so I need to focus on those things that are important to me. And at the same time, help me get closer towards my goals, my ambitions, my creative goals and creative ambitions whilst not burning out. <laughs> so, yeah, that is my lessons learned from 2022. The good, the bad and the ugly. Maybe I'll do a podcast where I talk more about what my goals will be for 2023. I've still not fully figured them out. Um, I mean, you can guess that I'm going to focus on my book, plural, um, Substack, and maybe some courses later in the year, once I've gained more energy, um, and my YouTube. But YouTube, I think, has got to fit in with my books and my Substack. I really want to build my Substack up. I think it could be an incredible space, an incredible community where we we talk about all these mindset issues, where I get vulnerable and honest and um, encourage other women to not beat themselves up for doing certain things. And for, you know, if you're procrastinating, it, there's a reason for it. It's not necessarily because you're lazy. So I know I've probably beaten myself up a little bit in this podcast, but... I think that's just a natural thing that we do. And I'm not going to beat myself up for beating myself up. Like I say, this this podcast was a way of, for me to process things. And when I come to edit it, I'll probably make notes of what I've said and maybe write about them a little bit more in more detail. We're all humans, creatives in progress. And we learn things about ourselves all the time. So on that note... I will leave it there. Thank you so much for watch, what for listening even. I'm not on YouTube now. I'm on my podcast. So thank you for listening. Any comments you've got about this episode, I would love to hear them. Just leave them on my Substack on the on the podcast post. Um I'd love to hear what how you feel you've got on in 2022 and also how you feel about the concept of time. Do you feel it's running out for you? Or don't you? Do you feel quite relaxed about time? And if so, how did you get into that state? Because I would love to know. Right, I'm leaving it there. Thank you for listening and I will see you all next time. Bye.